The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Hey y'all, Seven Rounds in Heaven is back. We're brought to you by the Armchair All-Americans as a part of the Armchair Media Network. It's finally here, the Summer Scouting Series. Nobody's been waiting for, but we do it every year. It is I, Rob Paul, aka the mastermind behind our social media launch. Go follow us on Instagram and Twitter at 7 like the number, Rounds in Heaven. That's at 7 Rounds in Heaven. And with me, as always, is AJ, the Insta Influencer Marchese. I'm, uh, I'm getting all the likes, Rob. Yeah, catch AJ on IG Live every Tuesday afternoon. Today, we're kicking off the Summer Scouting Series with non-FBS prospects, but I promise you, it's a good group. So let's hit it. Seven. 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 One, two, one, two, three, four. Seven rounds in heaven with my baby. Driving up to Cleveland, maybe. Looking for a Lawrence or Sewell. Don't draft specialists on the first day. Don't draft specialists on the second day. Maybe draft a punter in the six. We'll see. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. There is no shortage of action going on with our partners over at BetOnline.ag. The sports world is slowly making its way back with the NBA announcing its return in late July. Fingers crossed that happens. But right now, UFC, boxing, NASCAR, and international soccer have all resumed play, and BetOnline is the best odds and lines for their upcoming games and matches. Need more? BetOnline has simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC happening live every day for our devout gamblers to check out. BetOnline also offers hundreds of live casino games, poker tournaments, and the best props in the business. Visit BetOnline.ag on your computer or mobile device and join now to receive your welcome bonus. BetOnline.ag, your online wagering experts. Stay tuned for the for Rob to drop his Spanish Premier League and EPL picks every week on uh, the new social media feeds. <laughs> yeah, they'll be, they'll be done through IG Live. We're really going to take advantage of IG Live. Yeah, a little soccer talk with Rob. And quickly to get uh, a little more serious, uh, following the senseless murders of Ahmaud Arbery, Breonna Taylor, George Floyd, and countless other black community members at the hands of police officers, we want to ensure we do what we can to make a tangible impact on these communities as we grow. Armchair Media will be issuing four or $500 scholarships per semester to aspiring black creatives. If you've ever been dismissed as having an unrealistic career path, if you've ever butted heads with parents or teachers because they don't recognize exactly what you want to do with your own life, if you have feared to express yourself or put your work into the world due to potential backlash, we strongly encourage you to apply. We recognize that there are creatives out there who may have bypassed college to pursue other avenues who didn't get into college because their passions didn't translate to collegiate testing, or who did not have access to financial means to pay for college. This is why 
there are only three requirements for eligibility. Be a black creative, be under the age of 21, and submit a project, whether it be graphic design, photography, video, audio, journalism, anything creative, to scholarship at armchairallamericans.com. That's scholarship at armchairallamericans.com. And please do. Please do. Because not everybody gets that chance. Like, AJ and I have been privileged to get. So, if you fit those, please apply. All right. On to the summer scouting series. Last year, we didn't do a non-FBS show. But this year, I mean, we would have done it alone for one prospect, I think. (laughs) Yeah. But then, Uh, in general, it's a pretty good group. This is going to be a good show, Rob. I guarantee it. Please don't. That puts a lot of pressure on me. Lots of pressure. Let's 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 fucking ramp up the stakes for once on this program, okay? We get we get an Instagram and then AJ's going wild. Hey, we got an Instagram, we got a Twitter, we got an interview, Rob. Can you um, now that we're uh, we're gonna really jump into IG Live? Can you each Saturday of the college football season uh, travel to a different stadium? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm already planning. Okay, it. cool. I've been talking to the government. They're opening the borders for me. Just uh, like the NHL players. Just, just uh, put it on. Put it on uh, the Amex. Yeah, the company mm-hmm. card. Yeah, it's, it's fine. Uh, anyway, yeah. So this is predominantly FCS guys. Some D two and some D three. Um, let me say this: North Dakota State is ridiculous. Yeah. Like, how many? We do get North Dakota State week one against Oregon, which is honestly a, a blessing, is it not? I hope that happens so badly. Like, how? That is the, it's perfection that that ended up happening. Um, I know. But if North Dakota State was in the FBS, like, they're better than some Power 5 programs. First of all, I think they should be in the FBS. I felt like that for a long time. Well, they could. They it's could like, be. I guess, it's like a choice thing at this point. Yeah, no, it is uh, exactly. I think it's like they're choosing just to be the most dominant program in history, probably right at any level. They, they. Um, I, I was um, reading an article on the Athletic. I can't. It might have been by Matt Fortuna, um, and it, it, it was like kind of. It was talking about when Idaho dropped from the FBS to the FCS, mm-hmm. and like the money implications and things. And, and they were looking at how much money um, top FCS programs get. And, like, North Dakota State makes so much more money than every other FCS program. I hope, uh, like, one day we get to see them make the jump. I mean, where would they jump to? What they, like, they don't really benefit anything from jumping up, though. Right? Like, they're, they're making so much money at the FCS level. They're winning the Natty almost every year. They're producing NFL talent. Yeah. Um, and then if they jump up, first of all, where are they going? I don't. I've, I've like, I've always thought about that. Like, I guess the Mountain West. Like, I don't even know. But like, they're so they're still so far from all of those. A lot of those Mountain West. Like, they're closer to the Big Ten. But obviously, that's not that's, a jump you. Oh, I mean, Rutgers is in the Big Ten, so who who knows? <laughs> if they played Week One, North Dakota State is beating Rutgers, right? Okay, Greg Shannon's been recruiting really well, but... He, They've got a lot of transfers, too, which is which could be kind I, of... I honestly think Greg Shannon's going to get Rutgers going the right way, but yes, this year, North Dakota State would beat them. 
don't know. See, like, I, you're right. They probably shouldn't do it, but for selfish reasons, I've always wanted them to. Them, I, I think James Madison was the second most money and in, in, in the FCS. Jamie's talked about it, too, right? Haven't they, if I remember correctly? I don't know. You're more pr- probably more plugged into that than I am, but... No, I don't know. Um, uh, they should... Yeah, but but like it was, they made the second most in the FCS, and it was still significantly less than North Dakota State. Mm-hmm. See, it's there's always some like it's always surprising when a team makes the jump. Like, well, because like it's Charlotte random. Did, a lot of the yeah, time, it has so nothing random. to do with them dominating their level of competition. Like, yeah, like you no. said, Charlotte, Coastal Carolina, Liberty. They weren't the best teams in their conference. Yeah, yeah no, they're they're making that jump. It, it has a lot to do with the athletic director's uh, mm-hmm. like vision. Like that's why Idaho yeah. dropped down, and their their athletic director, who's no longer their athletic director, was interviewed for this article, and he's basically like, because <laughs> they were looking at what the difference would be like if Eastern Michigan, for example, did it, and it made no sense. Yeah. It makes no sense if you're already in the FBS to drop to the FCS, and the Idaho guy was like kind of like trying to defend his decision, but it like still didn't really make much sense. It's like such an interesting part of college football that just doesn't get enough attention. The FCS FBS jumps, yeah, uh, I, like that's always fascinated me. And uh, well, yeah, well, I mean, part of part of it why I think it's the best was because in the old NCAA games, every year you get that like <laughs> when South Alabama made the jump, and you'd be like, oh, now I can start as the OC at South Alabama, work my way yeah. up. I'm not gonna lie, like yeah. that's why I, I remember one year like five teams made the jump. I th- it was yeah. like South Alabama, Charlotte, I don't know who else, Liberty, Liberty yeah, like a right couple there. of them. And it was like the best year of, of NCAA. <laughs> that's what that's what gets Anyways, me up in the morning. No, I love it too. Let's let's talk about these quarterbacks. Like this is a really, really, really fun group. Like top to bottom of quarterbacks that we got to watch this week. Um. Yeah. Do you want to get Lance out of the way? Yeah. Or do you no. no let's do him first, just because he's he's the best prospect in the entire show. So we might as well start uh, there. That's absolutely correct. Yeah. I mean, okay. F- first off. His rise, like, I, I get comparing, obviously, what him being a potential first-round pick to when Carson Wentz was, but it's such a different path because he's only a redshirt sophomore. Carson Wentz was a redshirt yeah. senior. Carson Wentz was coming off an injury. Carson Wentz didn't make that huge leap to being a top-five guy until the senior bowl. Like, he, yeah, exactly. he was more like, like, do you remember the Joe Flacco year where, like, Flacco ended up going, what, 18th out of Delaware? Yeah, he, he, I think once was more in that range or the Jimmy G range where it's like he could go at the back end of the first round, early second, but then he had, he had a dominant senior bowl ends up going uh, second. Mm-hmm. Versus Trey Lance coming off one of the probably the greatest freshman quarterback season in FCS history. Like I don't know that for a fact, but I mean, he, he threw zero picks. Like has that ever been done he, before? He I ran don't... for a thousand yards, th- threw zero picks, won the Natty. It's hard to it's hard to argue against that that statement even without any uh, any true background. <laughs> um, so it, it it's very different, and it was like it's almost as soon as the twenty twenty draft concluded, people started the, the the murmurs about Trey Lance started happening. People started diving into the film, and then like it it he's legit. He's I mean, I think he's straight in that conversation with Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields. Like, that's the – I think that's clearly the top three quarterbacks and going into the college football season for the 2021 draft. And uh, I, I don't – like, I don't think that's a stretch to say. And I know at first people are like, well, he's only a redshirt sophomore. There's no way he's coming out. I think that 
if even if he has the exact same season, which I mean is a dominant season, like even if he doesn't get even better, it, it he still looks like a first round quarterback. I I have a first round grade on him already. I'll say that uh, a late first round. I have him above. Pretty much similar. To, I have him above Justin Fields. Wow! Holy shit! Okay. Uh, what? So like, a, do you have like a top fifteen grade on him already, or no? Uh, I know you don't throw those numbers out right now, but just ask. He, he is. I don't. I. I mean, like, I don't really have huge grades on anyone. Okay. okay. All right. All right. But I've watched one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, eight games, eight games of him. Okay. Um. Yeah, I think it's like. First of all, if he's gonna be a top 10, 15 pick, uh, why would he not come out? I think it's almost just like it's North Dakota State. It, he plays in the FCS. He's only registered sophomore. People are just assuming he wouldn't come out. Um, but I don't think we should do that. I think he's very much like I, I don't like I, I don't know now. Obviously, we haven't heard anything. But like, if you were to bet now, would you say he's in the twenty twenty one NFL draft? Yeah, I, I I just again I agree with you. I think especially at this point. We're already talking about him as a potential top ten pick. Quarterbacks are automatically pushed up the board after, out, like excluding Lance from the conversation. After Fields and Lawrence, there's a massive drop off. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not a lot in terms of senior quarterbacks at this point in yeah. the in the conversation. So I think it, it it would be pretty wild. I know it's if redshirt sophomore is such a bold thing, but he he's that's how good his tape was to me. Like if if if, yeah. if you're really breaking it down, first of all, he's cons- like consistently the best athlete on the field. Very much, and oh, oh, you know, what? even starting from the start, he has an NFL body already. Yeah, no, he he is well built, six three, like two twenty five. Looks like you can put on a few more pounds, and probably doesn't even need to, but I'm sure you could. Uh, uh, like you said, like <laughs> clearly the best player and athlete on the field. Like, like if you if you watch an actual championship game, he won that game like with his legs. I think he threw the ball like nine times and carried it for 30, 30 times. Against GMU's the second best program, like so, just just even for him to be that dominant to win an actual championship game with his legs, uh, and that, I watched that game live and uh, like I, like Lance kind of came on the radar like I don't know probably October November, and I remember being excited for him, and I couldn't watch a game live until that game, and he didn't throw much, but he kicked ass with his legs. So and, and like like he's such a hard runner and strong runner, and like makes so many guys miss. Like it, it just. He breaks the big run constantly, and it looks so easy for him. Yeah, no, he's it, it's ridiculous. Like, um, he's the fastest player on the field. He's he, much, he yeah. he's he's got all the arm talent you you need. Um, he's twitchy yep. as hell. I mean, if if yep. you're looking for, he also, I mean, not it, it's overrated at this point, but he plays in a in quotation marks a pro style offense. Like he's under center consistently. He 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 has to make those three five seven step drops on rhythm throws. He he's killer on. Play I was about to say that my favorite thing is when they go play action deep shot to Christian Watson. Like he's money. It's like it's all like almost always a big play. It's like letting him throw those deep shot play action like you said. And his I fucking love the way he throws the seam routes. It's like on a goddamn frozen rope, and he throws them so beautifully, and they run it a lot. And it's like like they have two tight ends who are okay. They're a good college duo for sure, and he uses them very well on the fucking seams, and they use it a lot. I, I honestly like it's gonna be interesting because, like, he only threw for twenty seven hundred yards last year, right? Twenty touchdowns, no picks. I hope they open the offense up a little more from, but like, 
why they, when they can just dominate I love when they go QB power with him. He is, that's, uh, it's maybe not a positive, but he's always looking to truck safeties. Yeah, I know. <laughs> he, um, um, if you're, if you're looking idea. for things to improve on, which considering he's coming off his retro freshman year, there should, like, most quarterbacks would have a lot more than he has. Um, mm-hmm. I think there there are times like he he had some interception luck, yeah. like the the zero interceptions. Um, You're always gonna have luck if he throws zero yeah. picks. Uh, there he he needs to be become a better touch thrower. I think sometimes um, on short and intermediate throws, uh, ball mm-hmm. placement isn't terrific. But again, his deep accuracy is so good for such a young quarterback. Um, and, and mechanically, like everything's pretty solid. Uh, his footwork can get a little messy. I, I think that's his big defeat. Like, yeah, but it's like like I've seen worse footwork quarterbacks drafted in the first. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, they, it's, uh, we're, we're picking nits here. Yeah, exactly. But, <laughs> exactly. but like, that's crazy to think about. I, I mean, the other thing is we we need to see. Like, I watched eight games and it was all FCS games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Oregon. I'm so. Oregon's sure. going to be the big test, but even still, let's say he, let's say he's not horrible, but he's not dominant. Josh mm-hmm. Allen was horrible when Wyoming played at Power Five programs, yeah. and still ended up going top ten. So, hey, like, you, you could have said FCS programs <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, I mean, sorry, FBS yeah. programs. <laughs> um, so, I, I think. The, the, in Oregon's secondary is loaded. Every, everyone's back. They, yeah. all, their top five DBs are all back, which consists of at least three NFL picks, including at least one first-round pick, plus um, a, 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 a pass rush that has multiple NFL guys in it. So, like, that's going to be a huge test, seeing him go into Autzen Stadium in Oregon week one. Like, that, the world's going to be watching him. So I can't wait for that. Luckily, he has a really good supporting cast around him, which we'll keep talking about through the oh, show. Oh, yeah, big but, time. Like, just, just picking matchups in that first week against Oregon, it's like, you know, you can get the tackles against Thibodeau. And, like, there's so many just fun little matchups. Anyways, we'll, we'll, we'll get into those guys. Again, I, I do think, like, everything else, like, checks all the boxes plus, except for the, fush, uh, the footwork. And, again, he's a redshirt freshman, and it's like, if he can clean up like some of his footwork at like his release point, which I find the the most uh, troubling thing, and like when the pocket is a bit muddy, um, it just leads to some stinkers and like a lot of easy completions that he mi- like not easy but like completions he should be hitting that he misses and like those are things that you can clean up easy and it should make him so much better. Yes, no, I agree. I th- I think he's more accurate right now than Justin Fields is. And more and, and more consistent mechanically than Justin Fields, and I, I love Justin Fields, and mm-hmm. we'll get to him later down uh, in, in these summer scouting series shows. But I just think he is very much on that same level as the Trevor. Like if Trevor Lawrence is the the top of the thing, like Lance is very much on the same playing field as Justin Fields. Fair enough. Yeah. No, makes sense. Uh, okay. Any of these other quarters? There's fun. What? There's fun quarterbacks, Rob. Yeah. Any of these other Sorry, quarterbacks uh, get your blood flowing? <laughs> Uh, no other draftable grades. No. How about no. you? My second guy is, and I, honestly, the, the top, uh, the next four guys are pretty close for me. My second guy is Daniel Smith from Villanova. Yeah, he's interesting. Who I like zero expectations of. Uh, first of all, he's a Campbell transfer, which is so weird. Didn't know that. And he's the the all time leading rusher at Campbell, which is even weirder. Uh, <laughs> at massive year at Nova, 
He kind of like screams like career backup guy potentially. Yeah, I wrote down my pro comp Chase Daniel when I was watching him. Okay, exactly. A little, little more mobile Chase Daniel. Um, <laughs> definitely an accurate passer, which I, which is really fun. Uh, leads his receivers like he's he's composed. I think it's just like he doesn't know how to read coverages very well at this point, and that gets him to trouble. But other than that, I think there's, there's a lot there, and like maybe maybe a backup guy. My QB two Zuri Cooper from Jacksonville State, the Clemson transfer. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he he's interesting. He's got the highest uh, ceiling of this group. It was kind of my takeaway because he's got more physical traits than the other guys. He's got enough arm. Yeah, NFL size is six three two twenty. Yeah, right? very mobile. Can can make things happen in the run game. I I feel like he's like pretty composed. Like he, the, the game feels pretty slow for him. But there's a lot of first read quick throws. In yeah, it, it's that you're kind of looking at. You want to see him in, improve his footwork, which in turn will help with the um, help with the short accuracy. You want to see him uh, make more like going through his progressions. But I mean, that's a lot of these quarterbacks yeah. in general. Um, yeah, the the ball definitely comes out of his hand really. Yeah, nicely. and there's flashes of intermediate and deep uh, ball placement that kind of get me excited. Uh, I think he's just in terms of because he's got the physical traits. Because a lot of these, that was kind of one of my takes takeaways was a lot of these quarterbacks are just not that. Not to say size is everything and arm strength is everything, but mm-hmm. I think there is maybe a reason they weren't super high recruits at a high school versus him. Like yep. you can tell, like there's a reason Clemson recruited him. Mm-hmm. I don't want to put no, too much sure. into that, but yeah. So that that's a guy who I, I kind of was interested. in. Would you think of Brady Davis, the Memphis transfer to Illinois State? Uh, Brady Davis, my third guy in this group. I, I thought he was really fun. Yeah, he's my third guy as well. Uh, six three two ten. Uh, again, a couple a couple career, uh, knee injuries already in his. Yeah, he's a s- six year senior. <clears throat> There's like lots of flashes though. Like throws like a really nice, like touch deep ball. Like there's a lot of big time throws from him. Like. Again, I think like the ball kind of comes. He's kind of opposite of Cooper, where sometimes the ball just comes out really wobbly and he loses velocity there. But when the spiral is tight, he, he slings that ball. And like you said, uh, like I said, I guess some really deep, some like legit deep ball ability. I, I think he's really interesting. Um. Yeah. No. I, I threw down the Kyle Slaughter comp. So. <laughs> Any? Did he? Who do you play? Northern Arizona? That was. was that, no, Colorado. Right. Yeah. Fuck. You know what was interesting in that game? Um, no tape for him, but his wide receiver, Ed, Andrew Edgar, this is just something I noticed. He went off against Northern Arizona, like 12, 12 catches, 228. Uh, but then the rest of the season, he had like seven catches for 93 yards. Uh, he missed some time after that game, but like maybe some guy on the radar for this year. Like uh, a guy, big connection for Illinois. A guy State. who's got like 20 catches. Sick. Thanks, AJ. <laughs> he was massive in that game. He looked pretty interesting. Uh, I, I like Akil I, I Glass from Alabama A&M is a lot of fun, too. He was... I think he he's another guy who he's got like clearly physically he stands out. I felt yeah. like he was just constantly under pressure. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like again, maybe not the best offensive line there. Um, but like he's really good out of the pocket. And yeah, he like, had a big arm too. Like big arm made a lot of plays out of the pocket, and like it felt like sometimes the scrambling was even uncalled for. But. He's yeah, he's kind of happy feedback. He, he, play, he played pretty wildly, but yeah, the the arm and the size stand out. The the mobility too, um, kind of a loopy throwing motion. Mm-hmm, a little I, bit. Yeah. Happy feet for sure. Um, the the accuracy is a little inconsistent, but he 
He's a guy where, again, with these smaller school guys, the physical traits, mm-hmm. when they stand out, that's something to watch. Because, like, if you don't have those to a certain extent, the NFL's probably not going to come calling. But, yeah, no, I yeah. thought he was like, like, like you said, inconsistent, but, like, the big flash throws were kind of there. Mm-hmm. Anyone? Like, some really nice tight window throws. Um, who else do you want to talk about? Who else we got? Rogan Wells is kind of fun. We just, kind of he's, fast. He's fast, yeah. He's fun to watch. I don't think I don't think there's much there, but uh, he's he's fun to watch because he ran the ball a lot. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, overall, I, I think like obviously Trey Lance, Trey Lance. After that, I, I think Zuri Cooper, uh, Brady Davis, and Daniel Smith. And uh, yeah, and I guess Akil Glass. Like, I think Zuri Cooper actually has a chance to to potentially get in the draftable range. I, th- I think Zuri Cooper fits the CFL game very well if he doesn't get drafted either. Which you'll probably hear a lot when we do our summers thing, but I think he does. The mobility, the size, uh, the arm, just being able to play in the system, cool, composed. That's CFL, baby. All right. It, any of these running backs move the needle for you? Uh, no draftable guys. I, th- um, I found th- sorry. I found three quite interesting. That gets a pretty good group. Uh, who's, your, who's your top guy? I, I thought Jaquan Hardy. Just okay. he, really good contact balance. That stood out for me. So, so, okay. Well, for him, he's playing at Tiffin, where our old our old friend of the show, Pig, Pig used to play, oh, yeah. Antonio Pipkin. So, for me, I don't know. Maybe I'm knocking him too much, but like the GLIAC, Great Lakes Intercollegiate Athletic Conference, whatever, it's just such a low level of competition where, like, He's going to look good. So I, I don't know. Maybe I, maybe I dinged him too much for the love. Well, I mean, he was eating against Old Dominion, who's power five. Or, no, or, or it, was, it was Ohio Dominican. Wait, what? Yeah, it wasn't Old Dominion. It was Ohio Dominican. Why did I think it was Old Dominion? I, I'll tell you after the show why you thought it. it's not your fault. Oh, um, was it mislabeled? You can just say yeah. that. I, I don't care <laughs> if it if that's. It was mislabeled. Who was it? Ohio Dominican. <laughs> I've never heard of them in my life. Okay, well that changes a lot. No, but still, yeah. I mean, he was fun he, though, like lots of fun. Hefty dude, big contact balance, really physical. Got the old Isaiah Crowell comp on there. <laughs> See another guy where I think he, what's he? Let's say like six one two twenty five or something like that. I have him at five nine two twenty five. Okay, sorry five nine. Yeah, uh, I don't. I, he didn't look that. Hefty to me, but anyways, I I, I think um, of this group, I think Elijah Dotson from Sacramento State's the most interesting, mainly because of what he does as a pass catcher. Definitely. So for me, I, I like Jermaine Martin and uh, and him, Elijah Dotson, tied for the top guy. Uh, but yeah, let's let's talk Dotson because he what he caught like seventy, like six, almost seventy balls last yeah, year. Yeah, I think I think seventy. And uh, the game I watched was against Arizona State, and he caught like mm-hmm. ten. Yeah, and you know what? For him too, he's a really, really competent pass blocker. Yeah, like, he's not he's, surprisingly. He's not big. Like he's five eleven, one eighty five, or whatever. But he puts yeah. his body into pass blocking, catches the ball well yeah. to the backfield. He's although he's small, he's a really tough inside runner. Like he, he's yeah. he. Like, I think all like he is the guy from this group who maybe he ends up at the East West Shrine game or. Or the NFLPA Bowl, and he—he's just a guy who I would want in my training camp for the the things mm-hmm. he does on passing downs. See, uh, every year when we do this, it's like I boost some of these 
uh, Salet backs because I see a role for them. Yeah. Maybe they're maybe they're not the greatest true running back, but especially like he, he caught seventy balls, sixty nine specifically, and again surprisingly really good pass protection, which you rarely see. Like it, it's good eyes, good throw, good form. Um, and he, he lays into you. And then, like you said, um, he's really jittery. Like, he makes a lot of guys miss. This was Arizona State. I watched that game, too. Um, I kind of appreciate that he never lets you get a full body shot on him, which is, I feel like, nice little nice touch for a smaller back, too. He just He's jittery. He makes a lot of guys miss, and he catches a lot of footballs. And uh, there's always a role for a guy like that. Do you like any of these other running backs? Yeah, I like Jermaine Martin. He, he's, he's my top guy. He's a Coastal Carolina transfer. He, yep. I think he plays a lot bigger than he's listed. I agree with that. So he had the best yards per carry in the FCS last year. He's he, he, he's a guy who, like, not to say North Carolina and he gets a lot of a lot of clout and attention, but that school's going to get more attention than than Tiffin and Sacramento State. So I think he's kind of the small school guy to watch as a big riser in the process. Yeah. Um, cause, yeah, and like you said, he's listed at like two or three, but he's thick build, especially the yeah, big body. contact balance, but but not to the point like he can make a guy miss in the open field. I think um, what you want to see is just more involvement in the passing game. Yeah, I think he, seven catches last year, uh, dropped a pitch which I didn't appreciate in, in the celebration bowl, uh, but then ended up having a fucking massive game, especially in the yeah, he half. can rip off um, chunk runs. Yeah, like some really like sudden, quick cuts, little, little nasty juke moves that like, are really, really interesting. Again, like I, I think uh, Dawson has a more defined role, but like, like you said, Jermaine Martin has like a chance to be a, a like a nice low key riser this mm-hmm. year for sure. For sure, runs his ass off. By the way, if, if you, you want to jump over to the receivers, yeah, I liked all three of the guys we got to watch. Me too. I think all three are gonna potentially be like legitimately draftable people i okay so i have a draftable on uh on the on the, my top two guys uh Ture and Watson, me too and i have a borderline yeah. draftable on watson on hodge, on hodge yeah. sorry Chenga hodge from villanova hey. um well tory's like the best receiver in fcs like he's he's fucking dog he's combination of Good size, but just a really good downfield athlete. Creates a, a lot of separation with with his afterburners. Um, yes. And, and a guy who just he seems to know how to work open. I want to see him run a, a fuller route tree. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't know sure. if I said he, he plays at Montana. But, yeah, he's he's a guy who legitimately just the combination of his his length, his his ability to track the football and, and his deep speed. He, he's a guy who I think he, he ends up at – Maybe the Senior Bowl, and uh, maybe maybe not just because the receiver class is ridiculous, but maybe the East West Shrine game, and he just kind of just dominates that, just because he's a better so athlete than everybody. Yeah, he's six two, and like the first thing you notice, he's he's a long strider, man. Like he eats up ground so fast. He he's speed, like, and then he's got he's got the suddenness to go with it too. Like like you said, not a complex route runner, but just wins with the speed and the quicks. And when you get the ball in his hands, he's dynamic as hell, and like. Uh, no one else. I appreciate the quarterback is bad, so like he had to make a lot of tough adjustment catches too. So I like all of that, and I I, I think like you could see him kind of slip slide into that fifth round range. Yeah, no, I mean like look at the the Rhode Island receiver uh, Isaiah Coulter last year. I think similar kind of idea there, and I like Torrey more than I like yeah. him at this point. M- me too. Uh, 
let's flip to Christian Watson from North Dakota State. So it's it's funny because Christian Watson, um, kind of also similar build but different player is kind of like I think Trey's more of the the classic outside deep threat where Watson's mm-hmm. more of a move player, um, a guy who who you want to get involved in like jet sweeps, who you want to pop pass to, uh, which which they do sometimes. Yeah. Because he he's got legit juice and also like so dynamic after the catch. Like, was the Illinois State game where he took a screen to the house and made like five guys miss? Like, and, and, like he can go deep too though. Like he's got a second gear. You see him get open deep easy. Not to the same extent as Toure, but he's got that gas too. And another guy that just not a lot of routes. Like it's a lot of crossing. Like you said, pop passes, jet sweeps, and like go routes, and that's pretty much it. Yeah, he um, it, it's funny. I thought. Because both from watching Trey Lance and watching him, I thought he must have put up monster numbers from North Dakota State mm-hmm. last year. And then it's like, not to say it's underwhelming, but it, like I, I can't remember the exact numbers. But I, I got it if you want. It's 34 catches, 732 yards, which is huge per catch, but only six touchdowns. So I, I definitely think they got to get the ball into his hands more. Than yeah, that. and he's only a Richard Jr., so it's not like he... He, he, it's not like he has to come out or anything, but yeah, I think him, him and Trey Lance are going to be the most lethal combo in, a, in the FCS. Yeah, I, again, I I got a, I could see him like like as a six round guy, like a late day three guy right now. I could see him being a huge riser if Trey Lance also takes a step this year, though. Like, couldn't yeah, you couldn't no, you see it, him just dominating just for those flash plays when they get him doing the yak stuff and like there's such a role mm-hmm. for that type of playmaker now in the NFL at, a re- at receiver like the move slot guy who's not the classic like Julian Edelman yeah. route running slot but more of a I don't know gadgety deep threat yeah like a slash like yeah. that yeah I know for sure and uh, yeah like just get get him the ball more and then Changa Hodge pretty good too I, like again, he's so close to being a draftable grade for me. Six foot two hundred, maybe maybe a little more slight. It's kind of funny. Like all three of these guys, really really lean builds and like pretty long, right? Yeah, I know he's only six feet, but still built like that. Um, I, what, what type of role do you see for Hodge? Like in the NFL, like as a yeah, like yeah. what receiver position? Yeah, I I think he's a Z. Like Probably, I think he's a pretty yeah, like, a pretty. For that, like for the FCS, I, I thought he was the most consistent route runner of the three. That was mm-hmm, kind of my I favorite agree. thing about him. I think yeah. doesn't do nearly as much yak damage as the other two. Doesn't have the same speed. Yeah, he's the, not. He's, he's, he's yeah, he's not the same athlete, but he's yeah more nuanced to his game than the other guys. De- definitely. So, so like, I'm not trying to say he's a higher floor or anything, but he is. Like the other two have much higher ceilings. Um. But yeah, he he's a guy who just he does a lot of little things really well. Uh, you want to see it? I think it. Yeah. I was just gonna say you want you want to see him um, kind of make more splashy plays, I guess. Yeah, he had a couple in the JMU game where he, he like just cooked on a double move, and that's where you see like some like the quickness with his feet and the, and the the ability to get in and out. Of yeah, like he like, he doesn't have the same explosiveness, but he he's got <laughs> like that short area quickness. Yeah, and like you said about the nuance, uh, he like he, another guy tracks the ball really well, and like I, I liked he had one deep down the sideline where it was like right at the sideline the ball from uh, from Smith, that he kind of just like like it's a little little um, smarts to his game where he let the you know corner get outside of him and just keep distance between him and the sideline and then had the ability to go over the shoulder and track that ball in which is just you know something you you never want to see a receiver running to the sidelines right no 
give me, you gotta give yourself space. Yes, yeah. I, I appreciate. It. Um, okay, do you want to talk about tight ends, or was there anyone worth talking about? Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> Two North Dakota State you guys. Did not, big. We don't have to talk about them if they're not worth talking about. That's why I asked. Yeah, I know. They're 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 big. That's all I got to say. Okay, the offensive tackle group, pretty good group. Absolutely. Uh, how many how many draftables did you come Two. with? I came away with three, and I, you know what? I, the other North Dakota State tackle, Cordell Volson. He's my second. Tackle. I gave. Oh really? He's a okay. Baller. Right. I love him, dude. He he plays so. I think okay. he's a guard. I figured we we're both gonna like him. I said the same thing. Yeah, definitely. I think if you move him inside the guard, I think it's just a perfect fix. He, he runs. He plays like such an asshole. The, it's ridiculous <laughs> that those Dylan uh, Radins is that how you say it? How would you say it? Uh, I'm not sure. Re, re, yeah, I think you're close to Renews, Rennes. I think that you're Radins, Dylan Radins, and Cordell Volson. Like the fact that those are their bookend tackles, I think that that's a better p- tackle pairing than a lot of power or a lot of um, FBS programs. Absolutely, and then you. Again, you get to see them against Thibodeau and that Oregon front come week one. That, that's so much fun. But yeah, let's talk Volson because uh, I don't like man. He tosses a lot of guys just pure upper body strength. Yeah, it's, it's, it's I, like, I think he's a guard because I, I mean, he, yeah, he doesn't. I, go ahead. He, he's not a terrific athlete. I think his, his feet get messy in in pass protection, and he basically yeah. like he'll win pass protection by just being stronger than everybody. Um, and I, I even think like he's his eyes can get him into trouble and pass pro a bit, but like he's always looking for someone to block, which is sometimes he misses. And I, again, I think all that kind of translates. Like, yeah, and, like, like it takes away a lot of like it covers. I, I don't want to say it covers up a lot of the the, the things you worry about with him, but it, it would make them less worrisome if he was a guard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Like you move him inside, you let him be that run mauler, you let him be that sob. Uh, and it kind of, you know, he can lean on his tackle for pass pro and his center. You know, it's a classic guard. Yeah, he stuff. finishes through the whistle. He, he has really strong hands and, a, like you said, really strong upper body. You want to see him play with a little, little bit better leverage. I think he gets too high, mm-hmm. but it doesn't necessarily impact him consistently because he's just bigger and stronger than the guys he's blocking. Yeah. Um, speaking of big, I, I gave Drew Hamilton a seventh round grade, too. He is <laughs> weird because he's 6'10". Yeah, six nine, six ten, but like only three fifteen, and maybe at that, like he he definitely obviously has the frame to put on weight, and he probably has to because like he at that size he can get caught by power, I guess because it's leverage, I guess because he's you know he's not the heaviest for his size, so like he's got to add some weight, but like uh, I, some of the tools are there, like I think he's sound and solid in pass pro, like his feet are nice and quiet. Again, you love like his arms look super long, not just for his size. Um, and at the run, it, there's not a lot of power, I guess, because when you're that height, you just that's that's basically but. my biggest worries had to do with how how tall he is and how high he plays, mm-hmm. just because he's that tall. Um, Definitely, like you can get up and under him and, and beat him with leverage. He's gonna struggle in pass protection because of that. Um, he just needs to get stronger. Like, like yes. you can go like if if. You're a pass rusher, your pass rush plan, you're not necessarily going to beat a guy that long with your hands, but if you just get up on, under his chest and you play with mm-hmm. better leverage than him, which when he's 6'10", it's not that not nearly as hard to do. Like I think that's how you defeat him. Um, but he's a good athlete. Like you said, he's really long. I think yes. I think he, he, like, he plays with more power than you expect when you look at him. 
Like just just because <laughs> yeah, like, like, like like he's six ten three fifteen. I don't know if he's three fifteen. Like you said, me me neither. Yeah. But also he might be just because he's so freaking tall. It's true. I, you're right though. Like it's just like he's not gonna move people on the run really. But like he's also not getting cooked. Yeah, like anything. it's not. It's like he he he's like he's a fine like. Uh, I'm not. Too, I'm more worried about his pass protection than his run blocking. See, I, I think all the I, I get your concern because the speed to power and just the regular bull rushes are going to get him. But if you add that weight, I think that covers a lot of it. And I just like the the his he's like, he feels pretty technically sound in pass. You so. get that? Did you get so that Al Villanueva comp on him? <laughs> it's the only comp you can have. Uh, <laughs> a year from now, or come the draft, it'll be Jonathan Ogden. Baby. I'm hoping that we get. I think all four of these tackles at the Senior Bowl. Yeah, it's a good, it's a really good crop of uh, of tackles. Here. Yeah, and like, uh, uh, there's gonna be the uh, the big like Alex Leatherwood senior, Liam Eikenberg's a senior, but like mm-hmm. Alec Jackson, I think's finally a senior. There, it's a it's a, it's an interesting senior group of tackles this year. But I would love like I mean I think we're getting. Radens, no matter what, but it'd be like I'd like to see Hillman, Himmelman there. Yeah, I mean, no, I totally agree. Uh, did you like Spencer? Brown? Like he, he, I, I felt like he he was interesting. He's better than a lot, a lot of tackles. He's also massive too, six eight three twenty one. My takeaway was he's a yeah. guard though. Yeah, and that it's it's always tough at guard to, to be at that height though. Yeah, but I just don't think he's the athlete, and he doesn't have the footwork to to. I fully agree. hold up in pass protection uh, and, and like he, he another guy. Yeah, I was okay. just gonna say like I think he's a, a camp guard. Yeah, no, fair enough. I, again, you're gonna be interested because of that size, but um, I just don't know if the tools are there. I agree. I don't have a draftable. Okay, so Rodens is he your number one guy? He is. He's uh, really I'm good. Pretty lofty grade on him. He is good. It's like. I think he's like he's quietly good in pass, and then he's like excitingly good in. He just he seems like a really good athlete. He does like he's always firing off the football. He moves so um, well when they ask him when they ask him to to either work up to the second level, pull, um, mm-hmm. just just get out in space. He just moves really well, and he's a big time finisher. That's another thing. I, I thought all these guys like none of them were lacking in that department necessarily. Yeah, like he's getting to the second level consistently and effectively, and he's. He looks like he's a really intelligent football player. Like, really good eyes. Uh, plays his ass off. He's always finding someone to block. Um, and then when he when he's on you, he, he's, he blocks really well in space. He finds someone, he drives you. Like, I, I think he can get a little stronger in pass protection. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. Because, again, he's under 300 pounds at 298 right now. Six foot five. But, again, when, when someone I know is a mauler in the run, uh, I'm not too worried about their pass strength. I feel like they figure that out, you know? Yeah, I, I think especially just this year, if he can clean up some his feet, play with a little bit better leverage, uh, and a stronger mm-hmm. anchor, like yeah, uh, he like he is I think going to be one of the ten best tackles in this class. I know it's insanely early, but what what did you slap a round grade on him early? It's so early. Let's see. I've got. He, I, I do it just in for the fun. fourth like, who cares? fourth round change. range. Hey, me too. There you go. I give him like a fourth fifth round grade. Yeah, no, and, and like I mean, at this point in the process, that's that's, that's a, a big, big grade, grade, especially for an FCS yeah. guy. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay, uh, our one interior offensive lineman, um, hint. I, I talked to him later in the show uh, from Wisconsin Whitewater, <laughs> uh, Quinn Miners. 
which is D3. We had a, a Division Three offensive lineman taken in this past draft with Ben Barch from St. John's. Um, what did you think? Uh, Quinn Miners is my highest rated lineman. Me too. I have a third round grade on him right now. Maybe this I is biased too. because... Oh, holy shit. Okay, we're both biased because he's on no, the show. In my defense, I had the grade on him before I knew I was going to get to talk to him. <laughs> he okay. First of all, it's kind of cool that he got to play Ben Barch's school. That, that's the one. That's like the tape we got. I, I, I like that little nice connection. Six three three twenty three. He is built so thick, so wide. He's strong. He's like he's got a big time anchor. Like it's like he's not getting moved an inch in pass pro off the line there. His hand and like these are like you, you watch the first snap and he stands out, which you always want to see from from a lower level guy. And I, I felt like that the most. And I know some of the other guys are playing FCS. But I looked at St. John's roster, and, like, he had they had, like, two guys pushing 300 against him. 300 pounds, sorry. Uh, and he bullied both of them. Yeah. So I, I, it, it, it's not like it was, like, two 220 guys that he's shoving around like nothing. It was like, yeah, it, was like I, uh, it just comes back to when you watch a guy at that level and, and you look yeah. back at the past years of guys at lower levels that, um, playing on the offensive line, like, Ali Marpet, like, um, Alex Kappa. Kappa. Those two really stand out to me because they were pancaking so many people. And that's yeah. kind of my initial takeaway was well, my first takeaway was this guy's re- like he he's six three three twenty three like he's really well built, and they ask him to pull a lot and he does it really cleanly. Yeah. So that was my first yeah, takeaway, he, and then he's just consistently working to the second level and flattening linebackers. Yeah, I know it's it's so much fun. But you know what? It's not even that he like pulls well and like you can tell he's like a solid athlete. It's like he always like ends up the one through the pile, and he's just bulldozing someone. He, he's really fun to watch. Um, plays his goddamn ass off. Like there's one, uh, there's one play where like they hit a, they hit a twenty yard completion, and there's a bit of like you know the, the, the running back trying to stay up, uh, the receiver trying to stay up, and he runs downfield, pushes the pile. Like he, he is like so fun to watch, and I think he, like he's already so technically sound. Yeah, no, there's. He he's the exact type of dude you want at left guard, who's just a tone setter in the run game, mm-hmm. and, and attacks pass protection in a really physical way. It's not passive for him. Um, really strong hand, strong anchor. Um, if you're looking for things, I, I want to see. First of all, I hope he hope he gets to the Senior Bowl because I'd love to see him against um, higher level competition. And then from there, I want I want to see how he tests at the combine um, because I think for his size, he he just moves so well. He's Mm-hmm. Um, things things work on though. You'd like to see him some cleaner feet and pass protection. Yeah, it's, it, sometimes he gets a little narrow, um, but like it doesn't happen too. Often. Like again, he, he's, he's he's the best player on the field consistently. Like absolutely. Like I think he's going to be um, considered better than Ben Barch as a prospect I, when I that think, comes like, around. I do too, and I I think like like at this point he's more advanced than Alex Kappa was too. Yeah, no, for sure. Okay, bef- and again, Kappa was sick. But Our before point. we jump to the defense, let me remind you: head to BetOnline.ag where you can start betting on all the live sports that are slowly returning. I'm watching the RBC Heritage right now. It's great. Everyone's really good at golf because I think this course might be really easy. I don't know this this Ryan Palmer guy's. 17 under, which seems like a lot. Is there anyone in the in the minus 20s yet? They're putting up huge scores. Also. Yeah, yeah. There's like um, a couple. Like if, if 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 you're 15 under, you're in 50th at this thing. The RBC Heritage, the, the real major. So head to BetOnline.ag and uh, gamble on this. 
but it's over <laughs> now, so Who won? shouldn't miss that opportunity next time. Brooks Kepka, crazy comeback. Ah, uh, finally. That's good. He, he struggled to start the year. Bet on Brooks the rest of the year. Hell yeah. Okay, defensively. Um, a lot less guys to, uh, that we we had access to watching. So instead of going position by yeah. position, who stood out most to you? Is there anyone here that you came away thinking, like, this guy's a draftable type player? I got one draftable grade and then one guy that's really interesting, oh, but not draftable. Okay. So let's start with the draftable. He's at the back end of that JMU yeah. defense. Go yeah, Dukes. he stood out. D'Angelo, D'Angelo Amos. Not, not a lot to watch but like he, he flashes a lot I also first of all bias because they play him single high exactly that I mean, I, it's a bias for me too and he does it so well if you don't love single high safeties like I don't know what's up with you but yeah I, th- I think they're, first of all they're playing Villanova too so I mean we've already talked about the Villanova quarterback and receiver yep. who are relevant enough to I think end up potentially in, but, but, I mean Hodge could get drafted Daniel Smith at least potentially a um, camp, camp, camp guy. And right off the bat, Amos is playing single high, showing off huge range and coverage instincts. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he had two... Hitting his ass. Yeah, I think he had two pass breakups just by um, reading the QB and, yeah. and just lighting up a receiver. He he, he, he comes <laughs> yeah. down at one point and makes a huge tackle in the wrong game. Uh, he, he just moves really cleanly. I think fluid hips... Mm-hmm. Um, just at this point, you just want to see more of him. He's also one of the best punt returners in the country, which I mean, that's another huge boost. Yeah. Uh, t- what 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 do you think he needs to improve on uh, this year? I don't know. Like it's it's probably man. Yes. But it's, yes. again, we, we just don't get to yes, see him a lot true. in it. I think his feet get a little kind of. I think a, a part of it. I think he's just not like super used to playing down and, and manning up with tight ends or, or slots or anything because mm-hmm. he's playing so much single high, so his feet get a little sloppy. Um, and, like like back. Yeah, 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 and, and like false <laughs> steps. Uh, so you'd like to see the feet clean up, which I think <clears throat> cleaning up his feet would equal cleaning up his ability in man coverage, and just you want to see more of him in general. J- I, and well, we uh, will because yeah, Jam is the second best program in the, in the FCS probably. Exactly. Um, you mentioned the punt return yards uh, and ability. Also, five career defensive touchdowns. It just you always appreciate a guy that's just getting to the football and fucking housing it too. Yeah, and he's not the biggest safety in the world, but like he plays physical, which makes up for it a little bit. Yeah, but yeah, you absolutely. I, I like you worry about that a little bit, but yeah, no, he's a, he's just like I, I got excited watching him. I got really excited watching him. Uh yeah, I, I think he's like a like I give him a day three. Game. Yeah no, I I think certainly in that range. Who you said you have one guy uh, not draftable or anything, but a guy who interested you, Ellerson Smith, okay. the edge from Northern Iowa. Yeah, well I mean first who's, of all he stands out because he's physically big. He's six six two forty five. I, I don't know if he's that heavy, but fuck he's long, um, and like like he's a really good athlete. Like you see, like the short area quickness, like to close and make tackles. The length helps in that too. He's got a hell of a motor. Um, you, you watch him against who, Iowa State and North Dakota State. So two, I mean Iowa State, no draftable, but like you know, uh, <laughs> Big Twelve program and North Dakota State's tackles, and they they kind of got the better of him at points. But just see him Iowa State work has his no draftables. What? I meant last. Like no one, no one got drafted oh, okay. last year. On the off yeah, but their left Anyways. tackle, I forget his name, but he had a hyphenated last name, and I liked him. 
Yeah. <laughs> Good yeah. Jones. I remember. I don't remember his fucking name, but I, I Good Jones. talking about him. Jones Good. Was it? Something like that. I don't know. Anyway, I don't know why I interrupted you for that. Sorry. <laughs> it's, it's okay. Uh, but then, you know, like, like, so you see the size, the athleticism, but, like, it's a really rudimentary p- pass rush repertoire. Like, if he gets caught at the start, he's kind of done. He, he ends up on the ground a lot. Um, struggle setting the edge. It's just, like, uh, probably needs to get bigger and keep the athleticism. But at that at that size with that – and they also they kind of played him, like, five tech kind of weird sometimes. The Illinois that State size, the, with Romeo McKnight, who's also, I think, 6'6", 250, and, and had yeah. 12 sacks for Illinois State last year, they play him at five tech, and I don't get it. Yeah, I don't know. It's just some weird schemes. He's he was an Iowa transfer too, right? So that's he's interesting mm-hmm, a bit mm-hmm. too. Um, but yeah, I don't know. But like at that size of the athleticism, he's always going to be on the radar this mm-hmm. year. Uh, jumping back to the JMU defense, their defensive tackle Mike Green. I thought he's a little interesting. Undersized three tech guy with mm-hmm. with plays with pretty good leverage and quickness. He's a guy like I'm not like super high on him or anything, but I think he's a guy to watch, especially on a good JMU defense. De- definitely, like just like his his ability to move is impressive, and then like he does a good job like knifing between yeah, tackles. Yeah. I just, just yeah, I think uh, a guy to keep on the radar. Fair enough. Um, uh, Idaho linebacker Christian Ellis, his brother is on the Saints. Remember him, Caden Ellis? Yep. I think he's just more of an he 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 misses too many tackles, but he freaking mm-hmm. aggressive. So I think that's just a guy to watch. Special teams linebacker upside. You know, I'm always looking for that. Uh, How about the at the corner? Position? I was gonna say Josh Hayes from North Dakota State is just extremely physical. Yeah, I, he's fun to watch. Again, not not a draftable grade for me. Like, but like don't do you, do you see him more as like if you kick him inside the nickel where you can get a little more out yeah. of that physicality? Yeah, he he's a little too sketchy in coverage right now. Like I think yeah, and it, he just I don't think he's the the best no. athlete. Like he's fine. He's just not that fluid. Yeah, exactly. That, that's the word for it. Robert, Robert Rochelle is apparently a, like I, I thought the tape wasn't like it, he just didn't pop no. that much, but apparently he's on the radar pretty big, and he's six one, and he he's like he's a legit track athlete. I think he like oh really okay in Louisiana, and you do see some of the speed, mm-hmm. and he's long and lean and leggy. It's just uh throwing the Hawaii game. He didn't pop out that much, but five picks last year, four picks the year before, and, and I think the big issue is when like you're not getting tested in coverage. Just like this is my personal bias that I'm not I'm not the greatest corner evaluator. So when he's not when you don't get to see him too much in coverage and he's not playing aggressive tackling, it's hard or, to make them pop. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Yeah. I I, I, but, I would say I'm also not the greatest corner scout. Mm-hmm. But like the tools are there with him being six one, quick hips, uh, a fluid hip, quick quick feet. Um, gave up a touchdown, but. Uh, Again, um, there's some there's some tools there. I was just wanted to bring. Uh, and I'm last guy here. Zaire Jones, the Youngstown State safety, yeah. Vanderbilt transfer. I think like three star recruit. Yeah. Right? So my my kind of my takeaway here is he's he's really physical against the run. I, I thought he yeah. he looked really good against the run. Just comes down really good instincts as a run defender. Not yeah. very good in coverage. But no, not at all. Like he's okay when he's around the line, and like at least his eyes are decent. But once he's trying to backpedal, he, he gets it didn't lost. help that they're playing North Dakota State. But um, mm-hmm. other uh, the thing is though, you you see that the aggressiveness, uh, the physicality, and the, and the instincts, and I think that that could translate to special teams. So that's just 
I don't know. I, I always look no, for that in a, in a defensive guy if maybe they have too big a flaw in some way, but they're super physical uh, and consistent tackler. It's the best teams. Yeah, no, that that's that's that makes a lot of sense. I got a I got a bit of a funny clip of him though. I'll tweet out at some point. Oh jeez, that's called a teaser. He just got all this power at, at the fingertips now with the social media. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I've, the first time I've ever recorded a play, like like Rob just pointing at the computer, <laughs> must have felt good. Okay, um, obviously because we're not covering specific conferences today, instead of doing our conference player of the year picks, we'll just do our best offensive defense prospect. And I'm gonna go ahead and guess both of us have Trey Lance and D'Angelo Amos. Uh, I do, and by the way, I checked. I don't think any relation to Adrian Amos. Oh, fuck! Why do you have to say that? I, I just, know, and they're both safety. It would have been so cool. I would have so much preferred not knowing than to know that they aren't related. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I had to clear that. All up. right. Uh, when we do conference shows, we'll pick our conference champs. Let's just pick our FCS champ today. AJ, I'll, I'll phrase it to you this way because this is the way you told me to phrase it. Are you taking North Dakota State or are you taking the field? You can't not take North Dakota State. I, I feel like we tried to talk up JMU a bit on the show today. Like, Low-key plug, but, but, but there's just no one on the like the offense that's really like popping. It, it's no, interesting though. They're, they're like they they're legit, consistently a legit defense. Like when you watch Trey yeah. Lance against them in the FCS championship, they made like Trey Lance had to beat them with his legs. Yeah, and not really any big runs either. He like ran thirty times for like a hundred and a bit. He had that one big t- like masks. the one touchdown run on I think it was a draw. But yeah, other than oh, that, right, it was right. like five yards a pop. Just moving chains, yeah. yeah. Like obviously not knocking Lance because that's that's what you got to do. But no, that the JMU defense has always been really yeah, solid. Yeah, no, good program. Um, how about you, North Dakota State or, or uh, you else? can't not be like it's not, again it's not even just Lance, it's Christian Watson, it's the the offensive tackles, it's just it's the tight it's just, ends, it's the baby. tight ends. Um, they're just they're ridiculously loaded. Um, what if I was giving you the field, like two uh. Three to one money. No, I like. I think you just if, if like it's crazy to say, but I just think it's a bad bet. No matter what it is, if you pick against North Dakota State this year, it's fucked. Anyways, I I got one more question for you. Okay. Right? So it's always kind of interesting to see who's on the radar at the uh, at the non FBS level, like at this point of the year. Like like you said, we didn't do a show last year because there just wasn't that many guys cut. Uh, nine guys, non-FBS guys, end up going in 2020. So I want to ask you, and I think we got a good feeling this year, but how many non-FBS guys will get drafted that we didn't watch for this episode? How would I know that? I don't know who they are. Just like, just this is just a goofy number. Just, just to take oh, a like shot. I don't actually have to be like, well, I didn't watch Kate Johnson. No, this is just for fun. Again, nine. Okay, well, nine let me guys count how many guys on this that I did watch that I think will. Let's say. One quarterback. I'm gonna say one of the running backs gets drafted. I'm gonna okay. say it feels like we always. I'm gonna say two of the receivers. So what's that? That's four. I'm gonna say three of the offensive linemen. No, four of the offensive linemen. That's a mm-hmm. lot. Eight. Uh, it is. A lot. I'm gonna say two of the different. So I'm gonna say ten guys from what we watched today get drafted. So how many? And how guys many do you, think? you say got drafted last year in total? Nine. 
Nine, nine, yeah. So, F, a full non. This is just like obviously just a better year too, though. So it's like, yeah. I'm gonna say, I'll say four. So fourteen total. Okay, that's see. I, I just wanted to say that to illustrate that we both. It both feels like a really good year to both of us. I think just North Dakota State's loaded, and then and there's a couple guys here and there that would normally be like. There's always a couple guys, but. Yeah, it's always interesting to see like like who emerges though. Like like we had no idea about Jeremy Chin last year at this time. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. And like I mean we had I think we had more of an idea um about wow. Just blanking. Lenoir, Kyle yeah, Duggar? I think we had more of an idea before the season about Kyle Duggar. I don't I wouldn't say this far before the season, but there was uh, no, uh, there was uh, talk yeah. about Kyle Duggar. In August yeah. and stuff, yeah, for sure. Versus, yeah, I mean, th- this year is it's a lot of Trey Lance talk and and Rad- yeah. Radins Radins and and Miners are both getting a lot of hype on on draft Twitter as well, and then like yeah. some of the receivers. It's a fun year. A lot of people like the receivers in the FCS, so it is a fun year. Okay, before we go, uh, as as per tradition, we have to pick our city of the week from the different cities we talked about in today's episode. Who's your city of the week? <laughs> I totally forgot to pick one. Uh, okay, but well, you don't have to. I've got mine locked and loaded. Okay, go go ahead. Harrisonburg, Virginia, home of James Madison. It's okay, give me, give me. Do I got to? They, they play. They play at Bridgeforth Stadium. First of all, I'm a big Virginia okay. guy. I don't know. If... I didn't know that. I am. Uh, I think it goes back to like the Vatech days of, like the Vic. Tyrod Taylor, like all those guys coming out of the Virginia, the Newport News area, uh, AI. Mm-hmm. I always loved Allen Iverson. So like they've been producing so much talent, and like that was when Beamer Ball was cool, and like the quarterbacks were always really mobile. Yeah. So I think that's like part of why I like Virginia so much. Um, notable Harrisonburg people: Del Curry, Old Crow Medicine Show. In Ralph Sampson. Okay, his big three, and then so I went three for the Harrisonburg specific, and then I got you three notable JMU alumni. Okay, ready? This is I love these three: John DeFilippo. I didn't know that. Okay. Scott Norwood. <laughs> Sick. And PFT Commenter. Oh, I also didn't know that. Okay, cool. Yeah, so like if you got. All those people together in a room, like that's gonna be a party. Okay, uh, I, my my city is just the Fargo Dome, one of the greatest places to watch a college football game in the what country. What happened to your stadium but where the, the hotels connect? I know. I I got. I'm gonna save one for the Instagram. I got a really goofy okay. one to talk. Okay, about. sorry. The, fuck, you're so obsessed. I, with I'm saving it. Yeah. Social media now. <laughs> that's Grand Forks, North Dakota. By the way, what's that? Laris Center. It's a. It's, it looks like a hockey rink where the where the North Dakota plays, and then it's a convention center, and then the Canada ends with a shitty water park attached. It's the best. But anyways, Fargo Dome Talk. I quickly opened the Google, and back-to-back, they mentioned some concerts. I don't know why, but these ones are back-to-back on the Wikipedia page. Uh, which one would you rather see, Rob? All right, you yeah. ready? Casey Musgraves oh. opening up for Katy Perry. These are both things that actually happened, by Kay. the way. <laughs> First of all, I'm a huge Casey yeah. Musgraves fan. I know, and you get Katy Perry. And I mean, or, Katie, Katie, when Katie plays the hits, Katie's on. 
Okay, or Vance Joy opening up for Taylor Swift. I've seen Vance Joy, meh, and I don't, okay. not like the biggest Taylor Swift fan. So I think that's easy Casey Musgraves and uh, Katy Perry for me. All right, fuck. I'm giving you more options. We're doing a whole tournament okay. here, man. This is this is Post this is like my favorite thing ever. First of all, combining music and like not really football. It's nothing to do with football at all. Uh, Post Malone opening up for Justin Bieber or or Katy Perry and, and Casey. Musgraves. I I kind of like Post Malone. I think, but easily Casey Musgraves and uh, Katy Perry. Okay, the last one, and I know this is the heaviest hitter. So. Um. Uh, Tyler Bryant and the Shakedown. Do you know who they are? No, but that's a good name. It is a good name. I don't know who they are either. Opening up for ACDC. Yeah, I take the bullet to the head. <laughs> okay, that's that's the Fargo Dome concert history of six years ago for the week. Okay, we'll do it. We'll do more yeah, next. That was week. a good. That's a good little segment. Yeah, that I pulled out of my hey, head. Hey, for first year of uh, university, I had to do a dance to that Tiger song by Katy Perry, so. You had to do a dance in university? Yeah, for f- Frosh Week. In front of the whole Frosh oh, group of people. I thought, I thought you took, like, a, a dance class. No, I wish. Okay. I like how you called it the Tiger song. You mean Roar, right? I don't know. Anyway, now, enjoy my interview with Wisconsin Whitewater Guard Quinn Miners. Big Katy Perry fan. I'm here with Wisconsin Whitewater All-American guard Quinn Miners, a.k.a. the best D3 NFL draft prospect in the country. He might not say it, but I'm okay saying it. Uh, how you doing today, Quinn? I'm doing great. You know, it's 8 o'clock, beautiful night. Just, just hanging out after a long day. Yeah. How's, uh, how, how have you been uh, training with, obviously, a lot going on in the world right now? Have you been able to get to a gym or what What have you been up to yeah so when everything uh you know when school went online as i believe it was like in march and everybody was kind of told to go home and there was quarantine and everything um i was able to just kind of work out in my basement um i'm fortunate fortunate enough to have you know a, a full rack and uh, like a lap pull down machine so i pretty much could get anything done i got a, a decent backyard to do you know running and footwork and stunts and since things uh, started opening up around here, uh, the gym I'm training at is uh, Next Level in uh, Waukesha, Wisconsin. And they opened up on uh, May 26th. And then uh, ever since then, I've been, I've been working out there four times a week. Well, that's good to hear. I, I mean, I can't imagine having to try and get in shape for the season and some of these guys have nothing really outside of bands. Yeah, it really, it really was an advantage. And, you know, also it's, it's, you know, it kind of sucks for a lot of people, you know, to be locked up at home. But for me, it was it's an environment I thrive in. So I was really kind of able to take advantage of the of the situation and kind of take the cards that were dealt to me and kind of play them the best I can. So I'm watching your tape for St. John's, uh, last, last season's tape against St. John's the other day. And I think you must have had at least five devastating pancake blocks in that game. What's going through your head when you climb to the second level and you see a linebacker in your way? Yeah, I, I love get, I love getting up to the second level because you know, I I think it's important you know to get to that to get to the linebacker. You know, it's sometimes it can be you know extra credit, and I I love trying to go go, go and get that uh, that extra credit at times. But um, you know, one one thing that I would say from the St. John's game, you know, it kind of gave me a little more of an edge was. Uh, there was a D three D three football podcast 
and they had that, the linebacker from uh, St. John's number 41 on the podcast. And he was talking about how he's lining up on my side, you know, like it was going to be fun or, or some type of good time, you know, to be on the side, lined up with me and, and have a fun game. And I wanted to make sure it wasn't a fun game for him. See, that's the exact type of attitude I love to see in a, in a guard. Yeah, like he was very he was a very respectful athlete. You know, I want to make sure I say that, but you know, um, it's, it shouldn't be fun to be on my side of the. <laughs> I'm wondering how a guy with your size, power, and athleticism ends up at the D three level. What was recruiting like at a high school for you? Oh uh, yeah, out of out of high school, um, I was I was kind of told by my coaches that if uh, if somebody wants you, they'll they'll come and find you. You know, and I guess not. Not very many people found me or or whatever, but um, the recruiting process for me, you know, was it was pretty pretty you know simple. I, it was uh, in the beginning. I had um, UW Lacrosse reach out to me in the beginning, and oh, okay. I uh, was really inter- you know entertaining that idea because you know they were the only school that really wanted to come play for them. And then after that, St. Cloud State uh, came to town and was talking to me, and I, I visited there. And then um, kind of at the end, Whitewater, Whitewater came in and, and reached out, and um, it was, that was kind of the, the final decision for me. I just I knew what Whitewater was about, the tradition, and um, I just I really wanted to be a part of that. And um, along with that, my high school at Hartford Union High School in, in Hartford, Wisconsin, has kind of had a long, long history of ties with you know people from Hartford going to Whitewater, and that was kind of a kind of a dream come true for me at least to go to Whitewater. And when did you know football might be something you could you could take past the college level and potentially do professionally? Um, for me, you know, the the whole possibility of you know doing it at a professional level, kind of, I guess after after the junior year, after the, my my junior year of, of of playing, you know, this past season, I for me, I never I never really thought of it as an opportunity that would that would happen for me, but. I guess it's here, and people are talking about it, and it sounds like things are, are going in the right direction for that possibility to happen. For me, I've always just been a been a hard worker, and just you get what you put in, and I guess I guess what I'm getting is a maybe a chance, you know, and that's all I can ask for. You you you're very humble about it. It, it would seem uh, classic Wisconsin guy is kind of the vibe I'm getting. Yeah, I I, I really like being. Uh, kind of more of a humble person, I guess. Some people might say maybe I'm a little too much, but I don't. I just think it's good to just, you know, you just can't, you got to let the actions do the talking, I guess. You're, you certainly do on the field. Um, what's the be- what, like, what do you think is the best trait you bring to the field? Like, how would you describe your game? Um. Yeah, my, I would say my game, you know, like many people would say is, you know, the first thing they're going to think of is physical. You know, I, I really enjoy the, the physical aspect of, um, of the game. Um, I, I, in the St. John game, you can see, see, you see me running, I'll run 40 yards on field goal, push a pile. My wide <laughs> receivers up there fighting and scrambling for yards. I'm going to push that pile where you can three more yards. And the, the guys love that, you know, the running backs, you know, they get, let's say they're getting stalemated in a tackle and then the whole line comes behind them and pushes them another three, four yards. You know, that, when you do when you do that over and over again, that really takes a toll, you know, mentally to the defense. So I, I really enjoy you know being there for my for my teammates and you know not not taking a playoff and always trying to run to the ball and that's 
kind of a tribute to you know watching a lot of uh, Quentin Nelson film. Oh yeah, is, is uh, that brings me to this? Do you model your game after anybody? Yeah, I wouldn't say I, I directly mold my game after somebody. Um, that, was, uh, that was a question I've been asked before. And I would say I wouldn't directly, but I like taking bits and pieces of um, of what other people do and kind of what I'm good at and trying to um, add some tools to the tool belt. But I would definitely say a, a good like a, a good person I've been looking at is Quentin Nelson. And that's one of his skill sets that I've noticed is how he's able to kind of differentiate between when to be physical and when to be a little crafty and mm-hmm. that's kind of uh i think that's the next step for me um going into my senior season is, is a, i've got the physical aspect and i'm good at it now i'm trying to challenge myself and be a little more a little more crafty when it comes you know to climbing up to the linebackers or reaching a, a d lineman and stuff like that and with that in mind what are your goals this season both team-wise and individually yeah, individually, you know, I'm looking to be um, a first-team all-conference guy again. I'm looking to be um, an All-American at, at uh, any um, any polls again, like the D3 football one. I know uh, they had someone else ahead of me from North Central for their for their All-Americans. That's that's kind of the main thing on my on my list right now is kind of prove as many people wrong as possible, you know. And um, for for a team, I think it's. You know, we got to the national championship, and we all know how that ended. So, basically, whatever you did last year, you know, that you thought was good enough and you thought you worked really hard, well, you didn't, and now it's time to, you know, amp it, ramp it up a little bit. And um, I think as a captain and uh, going into my senior year, I'm I'm ready to, you know, help, help the team get to that, you know, level. And obviously, Wisconsin Whitewater is one of the best D3 programs in the country, and is that kind of once you, as soon as you walk into that building, it's kind of expected that we're competing for a championship every single year? Yeah, I would definitely say, you know, there's that like, I think it's kind of like in the back of your head always like, hey, like we we win here, you know, like there's mm-hmm. always like that, but I would say it's kind of like a pressure. It's a pressure to win, you know, and I think it's, you know, at times it can be a little unhealthy to you know, be like, damn, like we have to win. We have to, you know, but I think um, it's good that it's kind of more in the back. Like we understand that like a lot of people on the outside are like, oh yeah, White is going to win, you know, but they don't understand the, like the, the grind that we do every day and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So I think it's kind of a, a good balance between, you know, we have a lot of fun and, you know, we work really hard. And I think that's the, the main thing is that we, we work so hard to make sure that, you know, we do we do win, you know, in those in those games, and we don't take any game lightly. We take every game seriously. And obviously, uh, I've mentioned a couple times here. You're you're a D three offensive lineman. Nothing wrong with that. And there's been a recent trend of a, a a lot of non FBS level offensive linemen kind of being late risers or risers going into their senior year in the NFL draft process. Just to name a couple: Ali Marpet, Brandon Parker. Alex Kappa, Trey Pipkins, and Ben Barch last season. Do, do you take notice of that when, when you're maybe, you know you're one of the best guards in the country despite what level you're at, That if you know what I mean? Do you, do you notice these guys kind of, it doesn't matter what level you're on, the NFL will find you? Yeah, it, def- it definitely seems that way. You know, it was... It's definitely different from high school. You know, there's so many high school athletes that are trying to get into college. 
but it's it's definitely showing you know that the right guys will will come and, and find find these guys you know that that can play and it's the the, the people that are there scouting at, at all these teams you know they they have a, a different understanding of like what it what it takes to be in the NFL you know like hey how well how well does he bend how well does he move just athletically on the football field and and, and just stuff like that you know and then that's why they're like the combine stuff, just like, hey, how how good are you as an athlete in general? And then they also take the film in consideration of how well do you play football. So I think, you know, that's kind of a if you can do it, you know, the numbers and like the numbers wise of like how high can you jump, how far can you jump, and how fast are you? But then also you have to kind of understand that you know you, I am a D three athlete, and the film has to look a little bit different in order to get that to get those looks compared to somebody else that's at a Division one level. Yeah, one of the one of my favorite ways to maybe scout a guy who's not carrying the same I don't know name brand as, as a, a guy playing at Ohio State, for example, is you throw on the tape, you don't know the number, and it it takes ten seconds to figure out who the best guy on the field is. That's how I did it with you, um, and I think the the tape's kind of what takes you to. Either maybe it's the East-West Shrine game, maybe it's the Senior Bowl, and then from there to the NFL Combine. I think the way the tape pops, it, it tape over everything, but the, because it gets you to those things where you get to maybe show up, blow away the testing, or um, show up one-on-ones at the Senior Bowl, for example, things like that. And, and do you keep that in mind? Like, is it a goal for you to maybe may, maybe play in one of these um, postseason Senior Bowl East West Shrine game things? Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely a goal of, of mine to get into one of those games. Um, the biggest game, of course, is the Reese Senior Bowl, and that's definitely uh, it's something that I'm looking you know to try to get into for sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Before I let you go, I'm going to do a little rapid fire with you, if you don't mind. All right, hit me. All right. <laughs> Is there a reason you wear number 77? No, it was just a number that was given to me. It's an aesthetically pleasing number, so it worked out well for you. Yeah, it is. It is. After, <laughs> I, had, I, had 60, I had 67 in high school, and I, I definitely I really like the, the 77 number. It, it uh Definitely looks well. Who's your all-time favorite athlete? All-time favorite athlete. Um, let's see here. Jeez, you're really... This is not so rapid fire. But uh, <laughs> I, guess, I guess I would say... I would say it. You know, uh, it might be a little, a little like cliche or whatever, but I really like the way uh, LeBron does things. That, I mean, hey, he's... It, ooh, okay, that brings me to this new rapid fire, MJ or LeBron. Um, I, I think you gotta say MJ. Okay, correct. What's your favorite lift in the weight room? Oh, in the weight room, I love, I love doing uh, Olympic lifts, more specifically, I like doing power cleans. Okay. Uh, and what's your go-to pump-up song? Go-to pump-up song is... Um, one thing leads to another by the fix. What's your your go to cheat meal? Uh, go to cheat meal is definitely a big burger, mushroom, mushroom and Swiss burger. <laughs> um, I read that you're a big video game guy. What's your number one video game right now? Number one video game right now is um, League of Legends. Oh, okay. 
And then finally, um, the listeners might know, not know, Quinn spends, uh, has spent some summers up in Canada. I'm Canadian. So what's your favorite thing about Canada? My favorite thing about Canada is um, I really, the Bush pilots are, you know, they're just really good people. And I really enjoy the, those planes, those planes up there. And it that's been, has inspired me to have a, like a bucket list goal to, to own one of those planes and kind of fly around on those, uh, those uh, float planes up there. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you so much for joining me today, Quinn. I really appreciate it. And good luck with the season. Yeah, thank you very much. Thank you for having me.